You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday? This is Tuesday, right? Patreon.com slash Thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Mirowski and JJ Samuel do. Or, hey, you can wait and get it late on podcast services across the galaxy every Friday if 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 you're lazy or uh, don't don't think that it's worth a dollar. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. Well, that was rough. I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Was it rough or was it just was it just fun? See, you 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 get you get so hung up on the intro as if like it's got to be perfect. If I like really mess it up, I restart. But like, that's true. It's okay for it to have a little flavor every once in a while. And that is that is very true. And that was nothing if not flavorful. Let's just say. Uh, man, flavorful. Now I'm back on the the Amazon looking for grape starburst. <laughs> I love it. If you want to know more about my personal journey with grape starburst, it's going to cost <laughs> you. you. It's you gotta, uh, just, I'm, just to be honest, it's going to cost you. You're going to have to go to patreon.com slash thunderquack and, and give us, uh, you're actually going to have to give us $10 a month. If you want to hear about grape starburst. Wow. That's exciting. And I mean, I, I, I personally wouldn't, you know, but that's because I was there. I I, I heard it already. You heard it already. So, so. I we like do, it's, we do podcasts like every those are like special. You get like a special podcast just for you. Yeah, and like the other people that give us ten dollars a month. But still, you like, I mean like it's not the only thing that you're getting really, right because at, it, at five dollars you're cool. getting you're getting the the bonus episode every month. Right? So true. you're getting that too, and then you're also getting everything early. So it's like. It's actually to get the 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 bonus or the uncut. The uncut section only actually costs you four dollars for the month. Okay. Because it's on top of the other stuff, right? Because because you're already paying for the other stuff, right? Right. Wait, is that right? No. Okay. So let me. Uh, I guess it depends on your on your point of view. It depends on your perspective. If you're starting at the one dollar. Yeah, so one dollar gets you the podcast early, right? It gets it gets you the podcast on the Tuesday, and then five dollars. So add another four dollars for that. So you're actually you're getting the bonus episode once a month for four dollars, and then the uncut segments are actually costing. They're only costing you five dollars a month, but you're gonna get two of them in a month, maybe three if you're lucky, because it's every two weeks, right? So so twice a year, theoretically, you should actually get three. But let's just work at like, let's keep the math simple because uh, I'm I'm not a math uh, math mathematician. I'm not I'm not a, a Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. So 
chaos theory. I uh, it's it's actually only two fifty per uncut episode. At which point, I think I've made the case for just just do it. And then on top of that, well, uh, on top of that, here, this is the bonus that you're gonna, the, the 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 bonus tip. I uh, if you pay annually, you get a ten percent discount on the whole year. Well, then, so like do money do right that. back in your pocket. That's yeah. great, great idea. Yeah. That's you know um, what you're wasting money not doing it. Basically, it Jeff it, it's case. apparently some sort of anniversary of the the Fly movie because I followed Gina Davis. No, I followed Gina Davis's company, the like C Jane or whatever the that like does sure. like the women in media. Anyways, I didn't know Gina Davis was in the Fly. Like I forgot. I, it's been so many years since I've seen the Fly. Anyways, oh really? They celebrating. They were celebrating like the anniversary of the Fly. 1986. So it is. Yeah, August fifteenth, nineteen eighty six. I guess yeah. So yeah. that was is that today? No, that was yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. I guess. I guess fine. It's, it's a day off, but but still, today's a shanti. What is that? What does that make it? Is that that's thirty five? Thirty five. Thirty five years since the fly came out. Thirty five years. I, that should be easy math for me to do because it's literally the year after I was born, and I'm thirty six. So. The fact that I had to do that math and didn't just think about the fact that I, I am I I am thirty six. Uh, the Fly is a fantastic movie. It's so uh, creepy. And, I don't know. I, I just will always. This uh, is why I don't remember Gina Davis because all I remember is him turning into a fly and it being really gross. Yeah. Oh man, it's Although awesome. I do, yeah, it's it just it's very. I love Jeff. I just was such a weirdo as a little kid. I loved Jeff Goldblum. And Bill Pullman, they were like my favorite. And I think that it fully was because of Independence Day. I know I have talked about this on the podcast previously, yep. but you uh, mentioned oh, the recently, recently, really recently. Yeah. Yeah. With it, within oh. the last four episodes, you've talked about this. What? Yeah. No, maybe even more than once within the last four episodes. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I don't believe you. I don't know yeah, because I think I brought up the fact that Carl and I did the end. We're going to do the Independence oh, Day the Independence conversation Day on metaf- yeah, metaphysical fair. fiction, fair. and 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 you talked about you talked about how you loved the two of them, and yeah. I think I may have called you out for not not mentioning Will Smith, who is like the other but lead of like, that it's movie. It's so weird. I don't even remember. Like I I was never attracted to Will Smith as a young child. And I mean, right. not as a young child, but you know, in ways that I was weirdly, weirdly. Yeah, it's like as like a as like a tween. We we were we were twins. Yeah, we, were at the t- time. we were twins. But of all the people in that movie, I remember yeah. be, it being Bill Pullman. But I also liked them independently because I did like Jurassic Park, obviously, and then um, while you were sleeping. So yeah, they like were like in my periphery. And I mean, let's not forget that I did like Wild Wild West. Wow, we've talked about all of these things before. It's almost as if talking about Independence Day <laughs> makes me. It just automatically leads us down this road every single time. Because it's like yeah. the only person that that like the only other person comparable to them in my childhood, aside from like Star Wars, which I wasn't actually like at the time sexually attracted to any Star Wars characters, but was um uh, Matthew Broderick from uh, Godzilla because I really liked Godzilla and there Matthew go. Broderick. 1998. Various things. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Why? Uh, was it Godzilla that I liked Matthew Broderick in? Surely he was in something else that I enjoyed him. Well, in. I mean, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I was, like wasn't I he, wasn't he in one of those like movies with a mouse? With a uh, mouse? Maybe, maybe, no. a, maybe a Stuart Little. I don't remember that. I look. I'm almost positive that at some point Matthew sure. Broderick was in a movie, <laughs> a movie with a with CG a mouse? mouse of some yeah. sort. Yeah, 
that's fair um i'm sure i'm sure there was something but i don't i don't think that was maybe it was probably just godzilla but i'm sure that godzilla is probably what put him on your radar because of the timing of it um yeah but but you know i probably i would also rom-com that he was in that i was like oh he's in this rom-com that i like it's definitely true that that ferris bueller would have had some influence on that decision making process uh well i actually think i watched ferris bueller because i already liked matthew broderick and then people were like how do you like matthew broderick without having watched ferris bueller and then i watched Ferris Bueller. like i'm pretty sure that that's that's how that sequence of events how do you how do you grow up in north america during the 90s without i didn't watch john hughes until i was in my late teens I don't understand how that happened. A lot of John Hughes, like it just, and then I love the breakfast club. Like I still to this day consider the breakfast club. What am I? Oh, you know what? It was probably the lion King that I like Matthew Broderick in. There you go. That's going to do it. That's definitely going to do it. That was probably what it was, man. Was because I was like, like, and then I loved that. um, James Earl Jones was both Mufasa and and Darth Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. And I just, yeah. Addicted to love. That was, I knew that there was a rom-com of some kind. Cause I also liked Meg Ryan and she, I thought she could do no wrong. And that came out like right before Godzilla. So I feel like those two things came out right around the same time. Addicted to love. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I could not tell you for the life of me what it's about. I just remember the cover because it's like Meg Ryan with her like hands on her, like on her chin, which I'm mimicking right now and nobody can see me. And you're like, and you're like, but you could, you could hear it, right? You can hear me doing it just in the same way that sometimes you can hear air quotes. I don't know. Yeah. Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah. oh man, no, Matthew Broderick. That one, that's that's definitely a familiar movie poster, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah, yeah. He is Inspector Gadget, and then he was replaced by French Stewart, which, which is interesting be- because he he later Matthew Broderick later is on Thirty Rock from the Sun. So oh. Third, 30 rock third, third rock from the third sun. rock, 30 from the rock. Sun, which i, I didn't appreciate as a child short. and when you grow up and you rewatch third rock from the sun that is a freaking hilarious television show oh my god third, third rock is probably oh. third rock probably goes down as like the most underrated oh. sitcom and that's not to so say great. that there aren't a lot of people who love it because there are but not enough people appreciate that and uh you want to talk about like like so john lithgow Yes. I watched Third Rock from the Sun because I love John Lithgow. I love John Lithgow because of a masterpiece of cinematic storytelling, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> I did definitely uh, watch Harry and the Hendersons. Amazing. There is, I'm going to, I'm going on the record and I have watched Harry and the Hendersons within the last five years. Okay. So, wow. so I say yes. this, I say this with, with absolute certainty perfect 10 movie that is a that movie is a perfect 10 like it gets my stamp as a perfect 10 and and people who know what i mean when i say perfect 10 who've been listening for a long time they know what that means that means there's nothing to change you don't need to change a single thing in that movie it's it's perfect it's a perfect 10 i mean like we're talking about matthew broderick ferris bueller's day off perfect 10 movie are there weird plot hole things in ferris bueller (laughs) Sure. Uh, yeah. Are there some? Are there some odd choices in Ferris Bueller? Yeah, a hundred percent. Would I change a yeah. single frame of that film? Not on your life. Nope. Not in your life. It's a perfect ten. Yeah. It's a, and and Harry and the Hendersons. 
perfect 10 movie. The end of that movie, when they take him back to the forest and he goes, he's, he goes and he walks into the forest and then like, you've been, you're looking at the forest and you're like, I see the forest and I see the trees. I see the forest for the trees. I'm not one of those people because I've been on this journey for the last hour and a half with Harry and the Hendersons. So I've learned to appreciate a lot of things in that time. And I'm looking at these trees. It's Bigfoot. And it's Bigfoot. Yeah. And, and, and from the trees emerge all of the other Bigfoots. They were there the whole time and you just didn't see them because they're perfectly camouflaged. But like, the another one pops out and you're like, Oh my God, another Bigfoot. That's just like Harry, but maybe it's a little bit different. And then another one, you're like, I think that one might be a lady Bigfoot. I don't know. It's hard to tell they're Bigfoots. Right. (laughs) And then, and then it really blows your mind when the little one pops out and you're like, there's a little baby Bigfoot and it's foot is still big. Cause even though it's baby, it still has a big foot, but you're just like, Holy crap. And so, the Harry and the Hendersons is a formative really, movie really, for me. Really I don't know if you can tell. With you. Yeah. But like I said, I've watched that movie within the last five years. Uh, Cause it was on Netflix at some point. I don't know if it still is, but um, I have watched it. It was definitely man, not formative. What a movie. The formative, the formative movie from my childhood was Homeward Bound because who doesn't love a good movie about cats and dogs. It's I funny that you know. bring up Homeward Bound. Cause I feel like there are some similarities it, I mean, with it's in the with same, Harry and the Hendersons and Homeward Bound, I don't like range of time. I feel like I, it's it's definitely it is definitely the '90s aesthetic that yeah. that definitely has a big part in it. Like everything, it movies from the '90s always feel like it's autumn. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, everybody's always wearing yep. sweaters, like really nice knit sweaters. Yep. I. Uh, there are always leaves on the ground. There's lots of browns and reds and oranges for some reason. And then like maybe your characters are they're wearing like a pop of green or something like that, but it's not like it's not like a bright green. It's like a it's like a dark foresty type of green, you know? I'm thinking very specifically of the kid in Homeward Bound, the sweater that he's wearing at one point in the movie, but I see I don't even remember the kids. All I remember is the pets yeah. and the the misadventures of these talking animals. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the, can you hear those motorcycles? Yeah. Rare. Definitely down Broadway. That, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Well, do yourself we've a got... favor and watch the original Homer bound everybody. Oh, because come on. Hey, but, but also oh, come on, prepare yourself emotionally because I mean, yeah, it's like, I think that, so when, when I say that there's like similarities between those two movies, I think that's probably the main thing is that both of those movies, Harry and the Hendersons and Homeward Bound, they end on tearjerkers a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Cause there's like, cause I, not to spoil Harry and the Hendersons, but it turns out that you, you can't bring a Sasquatch home and, and expect it to, to, to chill with you in the suburbs. It's not going to work. Um, hijinks are fun for a certain amount of time, but if you're John Lithgow, you're going to give yourself an aneurysm or a heart attack at some point because it's so stressful. So you got to take that Bigfoot back to the forest, but like, but you formed a bond with, with, with this, uh, I don't, I don't know, missing link. I don't know 
how how we want to look at that but you know like we should we should do a whole episode on sasquatch at some point well i have so there's so there much are many many iterations sasquatch. of sasquatch movies yeah so i feel like we could but do but there's like the, they do the whole he does the whole like you gotta go you gotta go back to your to your home like you like you can't you yeah. can't stay with us but harry is like no but i love you guys it's harry and the hendersons not harry and there are also Hendersons in this movie. It's like, no, we're one unit now, but he's got to go back to where he belongs. And so John Lithgow starts yelling at him. He's like, no, go. And it's, he's he's like, go get out of here. I don't, I don't want you around anymore. Which is like, the, like I said, we've gone on a journey in this movie where like when the, when, when they first realize that they've got a Sasquatch, they're, fr- they're afraid of it. And then the Sasquatch is doing all sorts of stuff in their house. And he's like, I worked really hard to have this really nice suburban house. Not as hard as some people, you know, because of white privilege, but, but he's, he's worked relatively hard, I think for this house. And he appreciates the aesthetic of it. And the Sasquatch is just tearing his, his business apart. Right. And so he's mad at him, but then over time he learns to love the Sasquatch because it's not the Sasquatch's fault. You, you hit the Sasquatch with your station wagon. You know, like it's it's on you, John Lithgow. You got to drive safe when you're in the woods. You can't be, you know, ripping through the woods and hitting yeah. animals. And then you don't bring them home. I, it's, you know, I love, you know, um, here at the Thunder Quack podcast, you can yeah. never tell that we don't plan our topics in advance. <laughs> no, <laughs> it just look. Who'd have thunk that today's podcast would be all about? I have a topic. I have an actual topic, and so do do you. These are funner. This is funner. (laughs) But random nonsense. I just, I do, I do legitimately love the movie Harry and the Hendersons, and you know, like, yeah, Kara's not there yet. She's not quite old enough yet. Probably when she's like seven, I think, because there's some scary moments, and it's a little bit. There's a lot. You know what? Actually, she could probably handle it. But she watches Jurassic Park. She's seen all of them except for Jurassic Park. I feel like. She but. probably, in terms of the demographics, Harry and the Hendersons is probably more targeted to her demographic than Jurassic Park is. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. So. For sure. But, but no. it's so funny because she will definitely sit through the slow parts of Jurassic Park uh, and be totally content. She's such a weird okay. kid and I love her. Uh, <laughs> Cassie. I also love Cassie. I'm not. That's not the route that I'm going down here. But Cassie, not going to sit through that. She's not going to sit through it. She's different. She's a completely different person. Um, and I love her for completely different reasons. She is much more like Crystal. Obviously, I married Crystal, so that's not a bad thing. I, I, but, but like it is, it is so funny how in this specific respect, it manifests differently with Crystal. Crystal just goes to sleep. Doesn't matter what the movie is. She just goes to sleep. Sometimes it, Back in the day before we had kids and we would say, and we would, you know, I, I, oh man, back in the day, way back, come with me on a journey, not quite as far back as Harry and the Hendersons, but still what feels like <laughs> Neolithic at this point, we, we would go to the video store to rent a movie. Oh yeah. And there's the whole song and dance of like, we're going to walk around the whole freaking video store three times before we make a decision on what we're going to get of it. That's the fun of it. It's no, for out. sure. I hate, like I, I totally miss it. And leafing through Netflix is not the same thing. 
<laughs> uh, it is not the same sensation, and I totally. No, ironically, it. it's way more, way more selection. Oh yeah, way more selection and way, way more convenient because I don't have to leave my couch. But there, it's you know, it was a whole thing. There's a ritual. It was too. an ordeal. It was a, it was kids these days like don't understand. And then you get the deal, the deals, yeah. the like three for ten and yeah, however many days. Yes, I. Uh, and and we would finally come to an agreement on what movie we were gonna rent. Or movies, probably. I mean, you're right. Three for ten, right? We're gonna get we're gonna get a few things. I don't gonna pick up a video game and all that stuff. Go home. All situated. We've got snacks. We've got maybe we grab some food on the way. Probably not. Probably not, because at the time we're poor. Uh and uh it was a choice. Uh are we gonna eat out or are we gonna rent three movies for ten dollars? Because we can't do both. Uh, uh, but we would get the movie and we would get back and it was a whole thing of like I want to watch this movie that has uh, somebody kick somebody's head off because I think that's cool no I don't want to watch that movie uh, okay fine what are we going to get let's rent this romantic comedy okay I'm I'm fine with that I like a romantic comedy I did want to I did want to rent that Jackie Chan movie though and we didn't so we rented this one instead it's in the, the DVD player. We've navigated the menu. The movie has started. We're just past the opening credits and, and crystal is already asleep <laughs> and she's going to sleep through this whole movie. And so now I'm just watching a Meg Ryan movie by myself, <laughs> which was not the point. That wasn't the point, but I guess she was happy anyways. I don't know. I don't know. What was she couldn't have slept through the Jackie Chan like, movie, so I just know. don't understand people that fall asleep in movies. It's like really hard for me. It's like rare. I can like count on like one hand the amount of times that I've like slept through movies. There's really there's only one movie that and this is probably going to be shocking to people, but there's only one movie that is a surefire I will fall asleep, and there's another one that's like kind of nipping at its heels. That that's that's a pretty solid one as well. That movie is The Empire Strikes Back. <gasps> whoa interesting now if i want to watch if i want to sit and watch the empire strikes back on a regular day then i will sit and watch it it's not that it puts me yeah. to sleep no but like... if i'm homesick oh. and i and and i need to put something on that i'm gonna fall asleep to guaranteed empire guaranteed by the time that we leave hoth i'm out i'm nice out. Right. it's a yeah it's it's perfect for that and the movie that's that's coming up after it uh, is the Force Awakens? Hmm. Does it too? By the time we leave Jakku, nice. I'm falling asleep. So, see that's uh, and that's that's like a different aesthetic of or a different like intonation of falling asleep in movies. Oh, it's so absolutely because like, they're similar, comfort, right? Like because yeah. it's comfort movies, and I definitely yeah. do have that as well. Where it's like something that you just want to put on because you know it's like you're like okay, and you can fall asleep to it, and like yeah, yeah, they are warm blankets in movie form for sure. Uh, Yes. But I yeah. uh, speaking of movies, do you want do you want to you do your topic first cuz mine's a little bit more of like a sure. of, of a long one. I mean, so I just up. had to talk about um The Green Knight because I did yeah. go to see it. And I was like really pleased that I like I had like wanted to see it and then I went to go see it and then we were I was in the theater cuz I went to a theater. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh the like it was like a, a 19 plus theater and so we're ordering the drinks to go in and the server's like what are you going to see and we're like oh the green knight he's like oh that's a thinker that one and i was like interesting okay cool what a and then sitting through the previews there are these like 
horror movies that are being previewed. And I'm always suspect that when I go into a movie and the trailers tonally are not what I was expecting, that yeah. I know that the movie is not going to be what I was expecting. And so I like it, it psyched me up for it to be like, huh? Okay. This movie's probably not what I like was expecting. Cause it does look a little bit like it looks maybe a little bit odd in the trailers, but it still seemed like I was like an epic like quest and then like an epic, like, like Arthurian, like chivalric romance, like narrative thing. It's, they took liberties with it. It's interesting. Dev Patel is great. He's fabulous, but it's a weird movie. It's super weird. And so Mike was making some sort of sarcastic comment about like spoilers. Like it's as if like Romeo and Juliet spoilers, but it's like, no, no, they, they did some weird things. I had to come back and Google the green Knight to be like, wait, what actually happens in this? Because I vaguely recall it from high school when I had to read it, but I was like, but they didn't, there was a whole bunch of stuff that didn't quite play out the way that I was expecting it to. And then I, I re I reread it and me and my mom, cause I went with my mom and my mom is also reading it and she's reading the plot of the movie while I'm reading the like, like going through the like old school, like the actual like thing. And she's like, Oh no, no, this is what happened. And I was like, mom, you're just reading the plot of the movie, but because it just wasn't, it wasn't quite landing. And, but anyways, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting and it's, it's unique. And so that was kind of cool where it was like, not, it wasn't what I was expecting. And um, Alicia Vikander's in it. I didn't know that she was in it because I didn't, pay, all I knew was like Dev Patel and the green Knight. I'm excited. Um, but I actually, I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure she played two different characters. But I still am not quite sure because like the the movie just sort of ends and the lights come up and we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we left and I didn't like stay to like watch the credits. But also if I, I IMDb I only has one character listed for her. Yeah, but. But the other character. Oh no, no, she no. I, do you, that's just on the front page. But then when you go in, yeah, she. Oh, she is she is. listed as two? Okay, cool. Because yeah. it was a thing where it literally was like I didn't even know the names of the characters, so it wasn't it was, didn't even help me. Where I was like, oh, this is the name of that character. I don't remember that character's name ever being said out loud. So, anyways, it definitely <laughs> looking at IMDb, it looks like one of those movies where no one ever says anybody's name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it very much like it's and it's super like, but it's 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 interesting. And, and the thing is, I don't know if people are familiar with the the the. I guess like poem, um, but the majority of the story, there's like he alludes to some journeys and the film actually does show you some of those journeys. And one of the coolest things was that Erin Kellyman is in the movie and I didn't know that she was and she's great. And it's a small, mm. like it's a small scene, but the scene is, is like good. And I quite like her when I see her in stuff. Um, but it was the creepiest scene in the movie for sure. But hands mm. down. Um, and I didn't expect it to be as creepy as it was. Yeah. Kind of, it was a kind of creepy movie, but like literally oh, like good. all of the trailers going into it were horror movies. And I'm kind of like, uh, what? So that was, I just wanted to like share that on the podcast. Cause I don't know if people had like a different if, you, if that's what you got tonally from the trailers for the green Knight, but it's, I don't think it's what people are expecting it to be. So. I definitely, I mean, like I, I, my, my expectation is that it is like, like the guy said, it's a thinker like that. This yeah. is one that you're going to be like, I don't know. 
digesting for a few hours after you after you leave. I not the type of movie uh, to go to when what you're looking for is like satisfaction. I guess. Yes. I don't yes. know. That's like exactly a, like a Marvel exactly. movie is very satisfying. Like you walk out it of a Marvel movie and you're like, that was good. I had a yeah. good time. I feel yeah. joy. Unless it's yes, Black Widow, in which case I was like, both. I'm a little confused. Yeah. But, but, um, but, but it's still it's still a good, it's still like yeah it does make you think and like there's sequences that yeah. are like yeah I don't know it's 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 I don't know and but it it also too coming out of it I'm kind of like what. I, I was, a, I'm kind of a little bit like, what am I, what was I supposed to take out of it too? Because I think some of the stuff were, it, I don't know. Some of the things were just confusing that are supposed to be really like, um, poignant in the, in the, like the, the epic, like in the tale you're, that are supposed to be like very symbolic and very like, and then they, it sort of gets lost in the movie and you're like, oh wait, is that important? <laughs> Why was mm-hmm. that important? Isn't that supposed to be important? I don't know. So, but I'm interested to see, uh, to hear when you watch it, I'm interested to hear what you, what you think. Cause I'd yeah. like, I'd like to it'll, I, for me, it'll probably, it's one of those movies that's going to have to wait until it's on like Crave yeah. or something like that. And then I'll watch it. Um, which hopefully, you know, the, the, the timelines these days, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm actually like but, quite upset because uh, I bought the like pop and drink combo that also gives me a free movie rental. And I was like, great, mm-hmm. I'll just rent the Suicide Squad. Well, that's nope. nope that's just in theaters. But I want to watch the Suicide Squad. And I, yeah. I just don't want to go to another theater again. Like, it's just it's just so stressful going to theaters. Yep. And yep. I got used to being able to watch stuff immediately. I don't mind paying the extra money for it. I I really wish that the movie theater would be like, hey, this screening, this one, this screening, everybody has to wear masks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I would really appreciate it if the movie theater had some had some gumption and uh, and and would just say, hey, everybody wear your masks. Just wear a mask because people are dying out there and you don't want to wear a mask because it's uncomfortable on your face. And that's stupid. I, I, that's dumb. So wear a mask. I really wish that a lot of companies would make that decision. Um, good, good on Disney for doing it, uh, in their, in their parks and still requiring people to wear masks, even though it's not mandated. Um, cause yeah, the second that the government said, uh, I guess we're going to ease up on this a little bit, but like still use your discretion based on, you know, crowds and businesses and you know like like make smart decisions and everybody was like cool so no masks then yeah and it's like well that's not that's not really that's not really what we said what we said was like we're gonna let you choose so okay so we can choose choose, we can choose no and and it's one of those things the second that you give people the ability to choose no they're just gonna choose no uh (laughs) No one in Harrison was wearing masks. If you if you uh, if you listened to the the off the record the 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 exclusive episode this month, I th- I think I may have ranted about it at one point because I was pretty. <laughs> that was the day after we got back, and I was still I pretty so, pissed yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm still pretty pissed about it that no one was wearing masks uh, while we were on vacation. But, uh, anyways. Yeah, it is a gamble every time you go to the movie theater because you're like, there's a there is a chance, not an insignificant chance that someone in this movie theater is infected with the deadly virus that, uh, 
you know, maybe I'm vaccinated, so maybe it's not deadly to me, but hey, um, my kids aren't. So, you know, Paw Patrol comes out this weekend and I want to take them, but it's, what's that movie theater going to look like full of kids, you know? Oh yeah, that's scary. They're just all vectors for disease as it is, like, like, (laughs) like before the pandemic. I love it because it's so true. It, no, that's not a joke or a euphemism. That's a literal term. They are. They are vectors for disease. It's a, that's like a scientific way of categorizing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know. I switching gears entirely. So, uh, Marvel What If started last week. Have you watched it yet? I sure have. Okay, good. Uh, we're not going to talk about it. <gasps> Whoa! But I'm because what we're because we'll because we'll talk about it on on Nuff said right. Nuff said, uh, yeah. But I uh, so we're not gonna get into like the details of it. It was it was pretty rad. I don't know. The animation is really good. I kind of wish that it was a like they kind of they kind of blazed through it. Now that's what they do in the comics as well with, that they're based off of right because the what, what if is a series of comics. This is not a new concept. Um, it's something that Marvel has done since. I totally like, didn't know that. So yeah, it, yeah. There, there's a yeah. There's like a whole series of of these, and 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 it's basically each issue is a hey, what if this, right? So there's there is one that is what if Aunt May got bit by the spider instead and becomes amazing spider powered. Yeah. Um, and it's absurd and ridiculous, and that's that's there's a lot of stories like that um so i mean that's the premise right you just you take you take the existing thing and then you you ask the question what if and and the watcher at the beginning of the episode is very clear of like it's it's one decision right and obviously this ties back into loki you know uh i guess spoilers for loki if you haven't finished that but the, that's kind of on you at this point um i the 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 multiverse happens right and so that's why that's why what if can happen now is like they kind of one ties into the other uh that the whole idea of free will and you know like what if what if this one decision was different so for the first episode i'm just i'm we're not reviewing what if we're gonna get into detail on that on enough said at some point like i said um probably in in like i guess october when it ends I, I, but the, the premise of this first episode to give anybody who's unclear on what the concept is, is that instead of going and waiting behind the glass, like she does in the actual movie, Captain America, the first Avenger, I Peggy Carter opts to stay in the room. So then when everything goes down, the guy blows his stuff up and blah, blah, blah. All that it it happens in it like the sequence changes, her presence modifies everything. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So through the course of that, instead of Steve ends up getting shot, so he can't go into the into the machine because it'll kill him. So she gets into it and she gets the super soldier serum and becomes Captain Carter. So that that's the and and then it goes on from there and it basically just does Captain America the First Avenger but does it really fast and with her instead and it's different but that's the concept 
So my question, my what if is not, it's not Marvel, but my what if is what franchises deserve the what if treatment? And you can't say Star Wars. You can't say Star (laughs) Wars because Star Wars has one. They have a comic book series called Star Wars Infinities. So it's already been done. Now, DC has also done what if type stories as well. They call it Elseworlds and it's part of their their concept of the multiverse as well. Um so so I think we can just take Star Wars and DC off the board right away cuz they've already done it. Um another one that's already done it is is the comic book Invincible. Uh so so we don't need to go down that road, but I don't think that would have been on the tip of your tongue anyways. So <laughs> Yes, oh man, you took away my option. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched Invincible yet? I watched the first episode of Invincible. You got to keep going. You have to keep I, going. I've, yeah, I've, I've been hearing good things. Uh, yeah, because it's phenomenal. Okay. Anyways, I yeah. uh, so you go you do, do you have one? Do you do you have a franchise that you would want to do the what if treatment to? I mean, my two other franchises that are like franchises close to my heart are dc and star wars so yeah but if but the the one that sort of i'm kind of like actually they probably have done it and i'm just not aware it would be the doctor who franchise probably yeah there's probably something in there that would be kind of interesting like i'm sure that they could do something really interesting with that um now does does doctor who does doctor who ever deal with the paradox element like like the multiversal paradox element of like different choices create unlimited universes because i feel like doctor who from my experience is that there is one time stream i mean yes but they have to deal with some stuff sometimes and i'm sure that they have dealt with the paradoxes before yeah because there's always paradoxes and then they do something weird where there's like paradox monsters that come and like are attracted to it and like eat the, par- I don't know. I feel like that was a thing where they like ate the paradox or were like attracted to the paradox that was happening. Maybe I'm completely misremembering. Man, I haven't watched Doctor Who in forever. Holy heck. Um, but I feel like they would do, it would be cool to, to see some of that stuff. And I'm sure that they have the best, obviously the best episodes of Doctor Who are the ones that have closed timelines, like yeah. where everything is like for a reason. Um, and Moffat's Moffat was really good, more or less, in his seasons at doing that. So, but I I always go to Super Hulock, right? Because that's always like those are <laughs> yeah. the three like big ones. I feel like they they could probably do some cool things with all, with all of those. Like, I don't know, you could do some interesting things with Sherlock. Like they have. I mean, that's they've done so many versions. Like, what if Sherlock was a or Watson was a woman, or what if? They lived yeah. in modern day or what if, and so that's kind of cool. So they kind of have. What, what if, what if he was a doctor and <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause the whole series for people who don't know house is Sherlock and Watson, right? Like him and, and uh, Holy moly, Mike. Did you not know what? that? No. And I love house. Well, that, that, oh. and, and you love Sherlock. So it, I can't, How? I can't believe you didn't know that. How did I not know that? Because obviously he's Watson, but I just thought yeah. that that was a, f- Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
and like wow. the whole thing of him like of him doing drugs and stuff like that yeah. all the time and yeah. his whole thing is deduction he's sherlock holmes holy yeah. heck mike you just totally changed my whole perception of that television show how did i not know that oh oh so good wow okay uh, now i have to go back and watch. anyway sorry but yes sure so what if? yeah there is a great Sherlock what if uh Sherlock Holmes in the 21st century. I think it's in the 20 I think that's what it was. It was an animated series. Um and I uh, uh what I don't know which Sherlock Holmes story it is, but whichever one where like I guess like I guess Holmes and Moriarty die, they fall down a waterfall or something. Oh um, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Right? Um yeah. And somehow, I don't remember. It's been so long. This was like a late 90s, early 2000s cartoon series. I think it was late 90s. Um, somehow in the course of that, Sherlock Holmes is preserved for 200 years or so, 300 Whoa, years or something nice. like that. All right, all right. And wakes up wakes up in the future, like not even in present day, like in, in the okay. in the further nice. further into the future than us. This is ringing a bell. This is ringing a bell. Yeah, and uh, and and then and then also also Moriarty also because of course it's Sherlock in the twenty um, second century as well. Twenty second century, I guess. Yeah, because I like, love. We were, I also we were right on the what cusp is it the rat rat Radigan? What is it, Sherlock? Holmes, oh, the Great, the great Mouse Detective. Detective? The great Mouse Detective, yeah. yeah, which freaked me out as a child, but I didn't know it was Sherlock Holmes. The Great Mouse just, Detective like the, was the one of my top five. Was my first. It was my first introduction to Sherlock Holmes. Was the Great Mouse Detective. Was it? That's one of my top five Disney animation. No way. Great Mouse Detective is wow. fantastic. Oh my God. It is perfect, super fun. Yeah. It's, what a, what a it's, if people haven't movie. seen the Great Mouse Detective, highly recommend watching it. It has some of the best animation that Disney has ever done. Uh, there, yeah. are, there are some like just like, great understated moments in that. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. Um, oh, it's a 1986 film. Hey, look at us talking about 1986 yeah. films today. Big on the 1986 films. I, I. Oh, and it has a basset hound in it. Yeah. Oh, fun. Cute. Anyway, sorry. Um, oh, Vincent Price is Radigan? No way. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. So many. No, it's all good. I, at your fingertips. You can just get all of the information. Anyways, so, what's, your, what's your what if? It's tough because cause there, there are so many, I think, for me. But I'm kind of like looking around, uh, around, around my office at all of the different stuff uh, that I'm surrounded by. I think probably Back to the Future would be a really fun one because oh, yeah. you have time travel, so it's really easy to come up with the premise and and uh, and 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 start tweaking stuff. Um, so I don't have any specific story ideas there of what I would want to do. Um, other stuff is more difficult. Like I would think like, Oh, I love Ninja Turtles. So what about that? But Ninja Turtles is already such a, like they reinvent Ninja Turtles every 10 years. So it, it's already had so many incarnations with different spins and different takes that it's like, Oh, what, what are you going to do? That's any different. How are you really going to, how are you really going to modify this? Um, but yeah, I, so I think, think i do think that ghostbusters sorry i'm kind of like turning away from the microphone i, I can tell you're like looking around your <laughs> yeah place you guys are getting like 3d audio on this one uh i do think ghostbusters is probably probably the biggest one um 
uh, Ghostbusters Back to the Future. Sorry. I like I said, I'm looking around my office. I'm seeing all sorts of different things. Ghostbusters, maybe there's there there's something there. I don't know. It kind of feels like that's a little bit more fixed. Um, there's not really. I I don't. I just don't know that we'd really like answer any questions that because that's right. the thing with the what if, and you have to have a larger. I feel like you have to kind of have a larger world to play in than something like Ghostbusters. Um, here's a like- here's a rad one that. I'm probably going to be not alone, but like, it's going to be a little bit more niche. Okay. Planet of the apes. They kind of already did this because, because we got the reboot. So things that have been rebooted kind of already, you're already kind of getting a what if, but sorry, did you say star Trek? Yeah. That's, that's one that you can't like star Trek again is another one that like we, we have those. There are, there there's multiversal stuff in star Trek stories that are like Canon stories. So it's like, we kind of already get to do that, but um, especially because the mirror universe in Star Trek is such a thing where it's like the whole, the mirror, the whole concept of the mirror universe is what if it's like, what if the Federation was this other thing? And so we play with that all the time, but, um, and Star Trek discovery does such a good job of playing with that. Oh my God. Discovery is so good. Uh, have you watched discovery? I have watched half of the first season. Okay, you got it. You that's one that you have to power through because when you get there, I think it's gonna like it. It it will open up for you specifically as a person, like okay. in the fact that you I, like I, Doctor Who and the fact that like the stuff that I know yeah. that you love. Yeah, you have to because I had to as well. Like I I dropped off in the first half of the of, of Discovery, of season one, and then when I went back it like it hits a point and then all of a sudden you're like oh that's i thought the series was a different thing it's not right. it's actually this other thing oh uh, um, okay i keep hearing i i feel like i should go back to it for sure you need so, to i yeah, that's okay. why you know why i would say of all of the things that i tell you that you need to watch i think that star trek discovery is at the top of that list especially okay. knowing where it's gone in season three I uh, okay, okay. you need to yeah I I really feel like you need to you need to get on that. Um I know you're not a huge Star Trek fan, but the great thing about Discovery is that it doesn't require it. Um Yeah, I sort of got that sense from it like as I yeah. started watching it and I'm kind of like, "Oh, I could like this just yeah. as its own." Thing. As opposed to like it's like cool. I feel like like the original series is obviously its own thing. It's a jumping on point. It's the beginning of the whole thing. So that's easy, but you have to be able to enjoy things from a contextual historical perspective in order for that to work. Um, which if you can, then the original series is, it, it unlocks amazing things. Um, it's some of the best sci-fi ever. Some, some of those episodes are some of the best stories we as human beings have ever managed to tell. Uh, and there's stories that we've told over eons, but the way that they're presented in Star Trek are just like, it's never going to get better than that specific incarnation. Um, there's, there's, there's a handful of stories, uh, in, in Star Trek that do that. Um, next gen kind of, it maybe requires a little bit of knowledge. Certainly later on, they start, they start getting into some stuff where they bring in some of those characters like Spock shows up and stuff. But I, I, and, 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 and his dad, that sort of thing. 
but it's not necessary when you start getting into deep space nine and voyager all of a sudden now you have to have some knowledge of next gen in order to and then oh, you know yeah like, and then it starts to involve like well you kind of have to know the original series as well kind of sometimes especially with the wharf stuff and the klingons and there's it's not necessary but there's context it's, you know it's one of those things and then and then i to give any sort of care whatsoever about enterprise you have to be fully invested in star trek which is its biggest fault um uh, of which it has many enterprise is not good i i it's, a, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't like Voyager, but I can recognize that Voyager is very good. Whereas Enterprise is like, let's all let's all be honest. Enterprise is not good. Um, but Discovery is weird in the sense that like it actually like if you have the knowledge, there is a lot of extra stuff in it. it but it does a very good job of also being its own thing. And then Picard is a whole other thing you have to care about all of it in order to care about Picard. Uh, but then also Picard, I found incredibly boring and only made it four episodes in before I gave up. Haven't, haven't gone back. Um, as we talk about a lot, I only have so much time, but, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, discovery to me is one of those ones where discovery is almost a, what if, except that it's not cause it's a, it's absolutely 100% canon within the original timeline. But one of the weird things that it does is that it it is in the same time period. It actually predates the original series, but so does Enterprise. But Enterprise predates the original series by like oh like by like a big chunk. Oh, I didn't know that. Where, yeah, it's 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 okay. the story of Star Trek Enterprise is the first Enterprise because by the time oh. that we get to to um to the original series kirk's not even the first captain of that enterprise pike was the captain before him which is which only exists as like a weird loophole because they did a pilot and the pilot had pike christopher pike was the captain and then when they did the actual series they recast and, and and changed the character to kirk and but then later on down the road they took the footage from the pilot and they made it into an episode um oh star trek's so good the original series is so good and it's just no it's, idea enterprise was the first one yeah you recognize this one i just didn't know Ta- timeline wise i mean like technically timeline wise first contact but even more so timeline wise star trek for the voyage home goes back to the 70s okay. so or the 80s sorry I, I, but, but they go back to the eighties cause they got to rescue a whale in order to bring it to the future because there's an alien that comes to earth to, to talk to earth, uh, to like communicate with us, but it, it can only communicate with whales, I uh, because okay. of the way that it communicates. Oh, but, okay. but by that point in time, by whatever year that is, is like 2300 or whatever it is. I, all of the whales are dead. We killed them. Oh. Cause we destroyed the environment. Um, so it's like this great lesson in, in the movie of like, you know, uh, preserving, which, which we didn't learn, but it's fine. Uh, they tried, <laughs> I, I, they did their best. It's a great movie. It's my favorite star Trek movie actually, um, is, is the voyage home. Um, but, uh, so they got to go back in time to get a whale 
to bring it back to the future so that it can tell these aliens like, hey, chill out and go away. As the whole plot of the movie and they do it. And the re and the way that they're able to communicate is that Spock is able to mind meld with the whales. With the whales. Oh, Star Trek is awesome. It's so good (laughs) when it's weird and I love it so much. And most people want Star Trek to be the the the... science that they've established in the show, like the lore. Yeah. course it makes sense that spot can mind meld with the whale and if the whales yeah they're sentient beings right like go back like it just makes sense it has nothing that you've described there is weird no if it has a mind it can be melded the fact that spot can do a vulcan mind meld is not the weird thing in that sentence (laughs) which is totally what you're saying of like no they established it the mind meld is a thing (laughs) it's the vulcan mind meld is a thing to the point where it 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 transcends star trek and it's part of pop culture right if somebody walks up to somebody and puts like two fingers on your temple and one like one on the side of your head or whatever it's like oh you're doing a vulcan mind meld you're gonna read that person's mind your mind to my mind i yeah star trek is so good apparently they're making another one with the with the kelvin timeline with uh with 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 chris pine i'm very excited for that i like i really hope that that's true because people keep teasing me with it i just love that timeline so much and it makes start me because that's what it's for me. I didn't watch all the other yeah. stuff. Star Trek and Star Wars are both like they're both in this place in this awesome place right now where it's like there's so much and not all of it is going to be for everybody, but something in there is definitely for someone. So oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. you don't have to like the Bad Batch. It's a great show. It just finished uh, last week. Uh, I we talking about the season finale on Rebel Cells this week. Um so good such a great finale such a great season such awesome stories that they've told uh and they always do such a good job in the animation but not everybody wants to watch the animation which i don't understand but it is a thing uh so go watch the mandalorian but maybe you don't like the mandalorian so go watch the movies you don't like all of the movies do you like rogue one probably i uh, i don't but everybody else seems to for some reason um they want their star wars to be bleak and hopeless i don't understand it until except for the last 15 minutes of the movie where it's like hey everybody no it's actually about hope it's like cool because the rest of the movie was about how much everything sucks but uh and it didn't even have to do with the death star they're like hey everything sucks and it's like yeah also the empire can blow up whole planets it's like cool that sucks especially um (laughs) and then and then she's like no now i'm princess leia because the story i guess dictates it but whatever um and then literally princess leia's at the end i i anyways i we don't need me to rant about rogue one but uh (laughs) but star trek also right now is like hey i i did you like those those i i you know uh, mid or i guess like what is it like late to 2009 is the first one right so like the 2010s Star Treks, I, I, you know, <laughs> mileage will vary depending on which one you watch. Uh, I personally think that the third one is the best one, uh, which is I don't think the prevailing oh. opinion. No, I but... actually quite like that one as well. Right. That's the one with the bubble city and then the. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's a space station. But yeah. And, uh, the, and the, yeah. Chick, the chick with the face that has the black streaks on it. Yeah. Yes. And the one with mostly Simon Pegg, because Simon Pegg got to write it, so he wrote a lot of his character. Yeah, he did write a lot of Scotty into 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 that. I love it. 
I would I would define it as the one with Idris Elba. That's I mean, that's yes, sort of okay. like that's if you right. wanted to be quick yes. about like that's which right. one is it? Oh, it's not the first one. It's not it's not the second not one with Brandywine Snickle Snack. <laughs> I I not con totally con. No, it's not con. Are you sure it's not con? Yeah, it's yeah. totally not con. Wait, we were lying. It was con the whole time. Uh, yeah, we know. Uh, you, it was not surprising in the movie. Thank you. Um, it would have been better if you would have just told us it was con. Uh, yeah, it's agreed. So not that one. No, the one with Idris Elba and the where yeah. they use sabotage again. <laughs> Which yes. it's like I don't I don't understand why we use sabotage again, but Wait, that's fine. Who's sabotage? The 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 Beastie Boys song sabotage. Oh oh. Yeah, I mean, I still think it worked. It it worked, but it could have been it could have been a different could song. Be a different song, yeah. It didn't need to be sabotage again. It could have been that. It does. You do get the great joke of is that classical music? I yeah. which is a which is a wonderful, fantastic joke because uh, <laughs> it's the Beastie Boys, but in the year. 23 whatever it is uh yeah. that's classical music uh i like it. it makes me happy um star trek is great i guess i guess yeah let's do more star trek what if but you've got those ones and then you've got uh discovery which they're also spinning off into another one because they were like because in season two captain pike shows up and hangs out with them for most of the season. And he's awesome. Anson Mount Mount is so good as as Christopher Pike. Um, this is a controversial thing to say. I know that this is a controversial thing to say among, amongst Star Trek fans. Uh, Anson Mount's Christopher Pike is my favorite captain. And that's like, it's something that it took me a long time to wrestle with it. Because Picard was my favorite captain for a really long time. Because Next Gen was my Star Trek. Next Gen was my sci-fi before Star Wars. Like I, my dad and I, like he raised me a, a, a Trekkie and then eventually, and then I, I turned and, and became a Star Wars fan when I was 10. I, I, Did he take was, that as the deepest betrayal that you could have? No, because my dad also loves Star Wars. So right, yeah, yeah. not a big deal. It was just like, oh, this is also a cool thing. Um, he is still more Star Trek than Star Wars. And I'm definitely more Star Wars than Star Trek, but but I it's, I was in love with Star Trek first, and it was specifically Next Gen and 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 Picard. But I mean, like, if I'm being honest, Riker, Riker is the reason why I love Next Gen. He was my he was my uh, my my in on that show, and and Data and Jordy. But uh, so Picard less so. But Picard was my favorite captain for a long time, and then when I learned got older and learned to appreciate. Uh, uh, the original series it was a little bit more like oh I think maybe Kirk but then on Discovery Anson Mount playing Pike there's just something about the way that he plays that character I really like Anson Mount as a person as well he is he's he's a he's a uh, he's a good follow on Twitter um, right. oh I, uh, I wouldn't have thought to follow him so that's yeah idea. and I uh, I yeah, he just he he will post insightful things, funny things, I I you know, good recommendations and that sort of stuff. And he just he seems like a really decent stand-up guy, which is always nice to see in a celebrity. Um and he's awesome. And so and and a lot of other people agree with me that he's awesome because they've spun him off 
into his own series, uh, which is about like the first five year mission of the Enterprise. Uh, that that I think I don't know if it comes out later this year or if it's 2022, but Strange New Worlds. Uh, they've been done shooting for a little while now, so maybe it's sooner rather than later. But I, yeah, I like I. It, it's awesome, and I'm so excited for that. It's the Star Trek thing that I'm the most excited about. But we also have Discovery, which is getting another season, and we also have Lower Decks right now, which is just season two just started, which is the animated one, which is like. It's it's like a sitcom, but Star Trek and animated um, and it's very silly and very like uh, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it is it's Family Guy ish, but it's better than Family Guy. I I but I I it's just like it's that same sort of like like meta humor sort of thing, but but it's in the Star Trek universe. Um, And then we've got then there's a kids show called star trek prodigy that's like for for like the 8 to 13 crowd that's coming out soon that's like a cg animated show and it's like there's so much star trek right now it's very exciting it's a very exciting time to be a fan of literally anything um as we you know tonight's the premiere of shang chi uh, and we're a couple of weeks away from being able to see that one and what if is happening star wars visions happens in uh in september uh which is the anime star wars anthology series we've got what's the next one i guess hawkeye is the next mcu series after what if which is in november i think I don't think we're going to get Miss Marvel this Ms. year. Marvel? I was going to say, yeah, Miss Marvel. Like, then when is that coming out? That's it be. was supposed to be 2021, but I, I, they haven't said anything yet. But I think it's going to be January. Oh, um, I have a question. But that's fine. About it's fine. Shang Chi. Yeah. Um, is Tim Roth in it? Because Death Abomination is in it. Abomination is no. in it, but I don't know if Tim Roth is in it. I definitely saw something recently where they were talking about the movie and he was on the cast list, like with the other people that are actually that I know are in the cast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Tim Roth is coming back as abomination, man. Well, no, he's definitely like, coming back as abomination. I, I, cause he's coming back on she Hulk as abomination. I think we talked about this at some point, but um, yeah, I, yeah, he is listed on IMDb. I guess, I guess he's in it. Um, but uh, uh, there's another actor that that we know is in the movie that I don't think is listed on IMDb. No, he's not listed on IMDb, but we know that he's in it. In fact, he was at the premiere tonight. I'm not going to say who that is, but he's an existing MCU character um, that is tied to the lore of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to spoil it for people who are avoiding spoilers. But... But I, I, yeah. So I don't know. IMDb, it's you know, it's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, I think that that'll be something that'll be easy to confirm after tonight, because <laughs> that's, that's fair. Because that's people will have seen the movie. It really pisses me off that the premiere is two weeks before the movie comes it out. It seems like a very long. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, because like that's long a long time, time for a bunch of people to spoil it for us. Because yeah. um, some some jerk who has seen it tonight is going to say something. 
that is Maybe going to no ruin the movie or something. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like we're actually outnumbered. The the non-jerks <laughs> are outnumbered by the jerks, which is something that I think that we all kind of like thought like that 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 it was the other way around. It's you know we wanted to believe, but this this last eighteen months has definitely shown us. Oh no! Oh, oh I actually think that there might actually be more jerks. What there might if be more jerks? There were no jerks. What if? What if everybody just went and got vaccinated and wore a mask? What Whoa. if? I you know that's that, my best. The best is the IRL. That's what I want. The what if? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the the okay. problem with that one again is that like that 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 what if we already have that what if it's called New Zealand, and what happens is that you stop you you stop the disease. Yeah. You actually like it. It it's not a problem anymore. And, I mean, they um, have been in. They've been doing some quarantining. Have 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 they gone back into quarantining? Because uh, maybe for a long time there been... were like zero cases in okay. New Zealand. But maybe then it's my friends from New Zealand. Maybe they live in Australia, but I keep following them on social media and every Australia now and keeps going back into quarantine. Yes, yeah, but I, I'm now I'm now I'm so now I'm wondering because they're from New Zealand, but I'm like maybe they're living in Australia right now because hmm. they keep talking about being in. Yeah, because I think like Australia has oh, yeah. a really First has really aggressive policies on it, and if they hit a certain number, they're like everybody go back into lockdown um, in order yeah, to keep it under control. Too. But yeah. but but New Zealand, I mean, like oh. also New Zealand, small, low yeah. population, and an island, smaller government island. They're able to a little bit easier to control. Keep, keep people but the key way they did it is that if you came into that country, you had to quarantine and they locked everybody down for long enough that they got the cases to zero. And so now if somebody comes into the country, they, I, and I think that this is still the policy. If you go to New Zealand, you go into quarantine. It's like there, there are, there are a lot of productions that have moved their, their, their sh- yeah, uh, shows to, mm-hmm. to New Zealand because they're like, Oh, Hey, we can actually just like, we can actually do stuff here. You just have, you come in and you just go into two weeks of lockdown and then you come out of lockdown. And it's like, it's been two weeks. You don't have the disease. You're not going to spread it to anybody. If you did have it where everybody is safe, we've taken all of the precautions much harder in a country like Canada or the United States, especially in the United States, just too many people. But that's where you rely on things like, I don't know the state government to, to do stuff, but then, how do you control that? It's, I don't know. COVID. It's dumb. It's dumb. We almost got through a full episode talking just about nerdy things. Yeah, almost. This but thunder, it's a, it's completely podcast. unavoidable because because uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's life. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully a third vaccine. The FDA approved it for... What did they approve it for? Uh, immunocompromised people can get a third shot to protect against the Delta variant, which is good. Nice which means that they're close. That that means that soon it'll be approved for everybody else to get a to get a booster. To I mean, to it would it would be nice if if maybe we also gave more vaccines to people in countries that don't have any right now. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. 
The hardest part with that one is the economic thing. So uh, I don't know. I think the one that I've seen the most online is UNICEF uh, uh, with a campaign to 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 get vaccines to to people in countries that uh, don't have the infrastructure or uh, the wealth to uh, to get that sorted out. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I would say I would definitely say. And it's, it's definitely, it's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm going to, I, am I putting myself on blast? I think that's what I'm doing. I'm unsure because, <laughs> because I'm, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30. So saying stuff like that makes me feel bad, but, um, like, like, like I, like I'm not allowed to, like I shouldn't, but I think that's what I'm doing when I say like, I haven't donated to any of that stuff. So telling other people to do it, it makes me a hypocrite. So when we're done the podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, cause it's like, it's, I think you're the, they, the suggested donation amount on it is to fund like a shot to give somebody a dose. So I think what I'll probably do is I will go and I'll make sure that I'm giving for the two doses that I've already received and I'll, and I'll, donate for an additional third dose because i would like one i would like a third dose and then where we're at is that i am like carbon neutral i'm i'm dose neutral go carbon neutral yeah dose neutral i love it so i'll be dose neutral maybe actually now that i talk about it is that good enough is it good enough just to be dose neutral i don't think it is so i think i'm gonna go I have to look at how much it is. I might be breaking the bank on this one. So I'm not guaranteeing anything. Share it in the Thunderquack group though, because I'd like this too. So I appreciate it. Okay, I'll track it down. I'll share it in the Thunderquack group. I am at least going to, over the course of the next little while, depending on how much it costs to to fund a dose, I will pay for the three doses that I've already, or the two doses that I've already had and the third dose that I would like to get as soon as possible. Um, And that, yeah. And then I'll, and then I can feel better about myself because I've done something good for the world. There you go. And then I'll recommend it to everybody else. Hey, the Google Doodle, they're all wearing masks and they have band-aids because they've gotten their doses. And the E is a nurse that's giving the doses. Thanks, Google. Google doing its part. I mean, like, like also Google, like you're kind of destroying the world too. But like whoever did the Google Doodle. Get the when I hover over it, it says "Get vaccinated, wear a mask, save lives." So good on them. That's some good corporate responsibility. Um, there's some other places where they could do a better job, you know, you know, in regards to privacy and our data and whatnot. But and you click on it, and it tells you where to go get vaccinated. Very exciting. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Cool. Do you think? Do you think I could sneak a third dose? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if I just showed up to one of these places and was like, yes, please give me a third dose. Or I just help. said that I, that I need my second dose. I bet I could do it. I bet if I wanted to, I could do it. And that is what we call privilege. Uh, yeah. we, there's so many doses in Canada that I bet you I could pull that off and get a third dose of my body, but I'm not going to, you know why? Didn't you, weren't you the one that posted that like um, Pierce? Thing yeah on twitter where he's like jabbing himself with all the vaccines oh I am a god. no i don't that wasn't me no i thought i thought you were gonna say something else um, no it's just it's somebody was talking about the privilege of of third doses and they're like yeah. this is what you seem like and it's the one where pierce is like jabbing himself with all the vaccines oh he's giving himself superpowers 
<laughs> yeah, because he stands and he's like, I am. I don't know. He says something on it. It's anyway. Yes. Uh, All the vaccines. Yeah. Absolutely. So I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find that give a dose thing. Uh, 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 COVID cool. vaccine. And I'll post it on Thunderquack. Um, but appreciate uh, it. man, everything's just telling me where to go get my own. And it's like, I want to, I want to donate. Here it is. UNICEF donated vaccine. I was right. I was right. Give a vax. This is so riveting podcast stuff. It is. It's not that, but it is important. That's the thing. So, okay. uh, uh, your gift will be matched for double the impact. That's not what I'm looking for. How much does one dose cost? I want to give one dose, one time gift. They're asking me to give a hundred dollars. That's what they're immediately like suggesting is my one time donation amount of a hundred dollars, which I'm not, I'm not quite that liquid at the moment to give a hundred dollars. How many doses would that give though? That's what I like. That's what I need to know is, is, and you're not giving me this information, UNICEF every dollar raised. Nope. That's not helpful. Okay. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. I'll do some research for us. A gift uh, of 1443 will vaccinate three people. A gift of 100 will vaccinate approximately 20 people. A gift of $1,000 will vaccinate more than 200 people. Whoa, where are you finding that? It's not on the page I'm on. How many doses of vaccine will my donation deliver? Cool. The cost of delivering and administering the required two doses of COVID-19 is about $4.81 per recipient. I don't know. I just went to the page and (laughs) found information. I, I win it, the internet. Yeah, we're on different. We're definitely on different different pages, but that's okay. I'm on the US uh, of Canada. I'm on US of Canada too. So yeah, yeah. So am I. That's weird. I uh, whatever. I I'm sure they have multiple pages <laughs> for this. I'm yes. sure. Yeah. I so so what so what is it? So that they said five bucks basically. Basically five dollars. Five bucks covers what? One dose or two doses? No, that'll um, vaccinate three people. So I, that might even be up to six doses, right? So it's it's about four eighty one per recipient to oh, wow. do two doses. I can I can get rid of all of my guilt so fast with twenty dollars. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. That's fantastic. That's hey, great news. We should the all do it. Of Canada is ma- is matching these donations too. Yeah, which which means even more. Cool. So. Well, Good. Get rid of all of your yeah, all of your guilt and go become Pierce Hawthorne and yeah, <laughs> just keep. I I am definitely the person who's like, you got a vaccine, I'll take it, yeah. I'll take it. Experimental vaccine, give it to me. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want stuff. I don't know <laughs> if it's if there's a vaccine for it, it's probably bad. You know, yeah. I trust science. I trust doctors and medicine to mm-hmm. not be putting things in my body that are gonna actively do me harm without telling me first you know or we'll be part of the experiment group and it'll serve somebody else in the future because that's what science does uh awesome i think that's it that's it there we go we did it we didn't get as much out of that what if conversation as i thought we were like specifically but we ended up talking about star trek for a while which was nice so yeah uh go finish discovery you have you have crave right go finish it I. Uh, that's it. Okay. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. 
right? Tell us your what yeah. if. Tell us your what if your uh, your what if uh, worlds. You can you can you can tweet us and Facebook message you, and stuff. You can at Thunderquack Pod is is yeah. our is our Twitter if you feel like yeah. it, or on Facebook, yeah, or on Instagram. We're on Instagram as well. So you know. Go do that stuff. That's true. Cool. But I feel like on Instagram, that, there's the photo. The photo is required, and that's just extra work. So. Yeah. Well, I'll have no, but I'll have posted this episode. That's true. Oh, comment on it. Oh, you're so brilliant, yeah. Michael. It's, I <laughs> am I, or was that just common sense? And everybody else, like, they didn't even need that much instruction of like when I said Instagram, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, I could go comment on the post about this episode on you Instagram. Know, sometimes, sometimes I just have a hard time. I don't know why you gotta be like that sometimes it's late at night we're done now. okay yeah we are done now uh thank you guys for listening i i i'll see you guys next week for metaphysical fiction with carl i don't know what the topic is we haven't talked about it we haven't discussed it. um but we'll talk about something it'll be fun it'll be good uh and then amanda and i'll be back in two weeks Woo-hoo. sounds good all right stay safe everybody wash your hands and be kind to one another Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.